0: Queerness is not a monolith. We are but a small representation of our fabulous community. Thoughts expressed in this podcast are meant to inform, entertain, and provide context in a world full of sound bites and chaotic headlines.
1: The goal? To create a safe space to educate ourselves and our community, learn from our guests, and provide comfort for those out there who may not have an outlet of queer expression. This is
0: Queer Context. Hello and welcome to Queer Context, a podcast where two queer Texans talk queer shit about queer topics in, yes, queer Texas. <laughs> uh, I'm here with my co host, the president of the Tomas Matos fan club.
1: Yes. <laughs> Tyler. And the mariposa <gasps> of La Mancha, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> That's fun You like that
0: one? I do I feel like when I Finally own A piece of property Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to wait until like it's Like a big Plot of land Mm -hmm. Even if I just get like a little square foot That I can pay on my own I'm going to call call it that That is the name Of that little square foot I love it Because as millennials in this day and age I can't afford property. No, <laughs> no.
1: Best you can hope for is kind of like adopting a panda in China, like buying some land on the moon, <laughs> and being like, "Oh yeah, I own land on the moon," or naming a star after yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, when I buy a brick, oh yeah, you it, go buy Bri brick at Disney. I can go buy a blah blah blah. I can go buy a brick at Disney. Yeah, and just call it Mariposa of La Mancha, de La Mancha. Ah. <laughs> oh. Hi, buddy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We're yeah. vibing. We're vibing. Do you like that little intro? I did. I did. I mean,
1: it's true.
0: Did you see um? Did you see the the his uh their story that I sent you today? I did. Oh, which was
1: cute. But you know, I live for her in a in a mini skirt. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Tomas uh, Matos is in uh, the movie Fire Island. Just mm. is really kind of one of the breakout stars of yeah. that movie. And um, Tyler's current crush. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm I a mean, little bit obsessed. A little obsessed. I, I I love it. Yeah, I love it. He's so fine. <laughs> He's
1: so fine, and he does. I like his little code switching, his little butch femme. But God, yep. he knows how to work a yep. miniskirt.
0: And does um has a a lot of great lines in the movie. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Should we pray? I feel we should pray.
0: I think we should pray. pray. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, girl. You set girl. Good for you. You did it. You did it. Um, well, I mean, you know, we're gonna have a little fun today. Yeah. Just uh um we thought it'd be fun and just kind of, you know, stretch back. Into our young queer, queer childhood. Not well, queer childhood, I guess. I mean, um, the, <laughs> so far back for me depends if any of our crushes have of worn off. Oh, uh, that's true. Um, yeah, and talk about our little queer crushes, our little gay crushes that we had. Like, mm-hmm. kind of what? Like, what was? What were like crushes that were like formative? I feel.
1: Um, Robin Hood, the Fox version. The Fox
0: that you was formative that is <laughs> that is actually I mean I'm not gonna lie so many people have said that before yeah and because I they made him so dreamy I agree <laughs> so is it Brian Bedford who does the voice no, yes I don't know who I think it is Brian Bedford I saw the voice of Robin Hood play Lady Bracknell on Broadway in The Importance of Being Earnest and that oh. was the conceit is that this acclaimed actor was like, I'm going to play Lady Bracknell. I'm going to direct it and play Lady Bracknell. Yeah. We so did. Nice. Yeah. I mean, no, but like, yeah, Robin Hood was hot.
1: And then Aladdin. I had a huge crush on Aladdin when Aladdin came out. Oh. It was the vest.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the underpeck.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that line did uh-huh. a whole lot for me.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, of the Disney... Men's uh, Ariel's dad. <laughs> you would think, because I have a daddy thing. Um, Eric, I mean, Prince Eric. Oh, was, really? Yeah. 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 Like Prince Eric. See, um, to me, in, in Little
1: Mermaid, I mean, granted, they don't have to be smart, but in Little Mermaid, he just seemed like such an idiot. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, oh, Eric, I know. Just not very quick on the draw, are you? She's really got
0: you fooled. <laughs> Prince Eric, the original himbo.
1: I mean, I I see that absolutely.
0: Uh, I also this is not Disney, but it came around that that same uh, time. Uh, Dimitri from Anastasia. Oh Um, yes, yes. yeah. Who
1: was the voice of Dimitri? John Cusack. Okay, that's why. Yeah, because they made him very attractive. Uh, Here, we're gonna evolve out of the animation. We can always go back. Oh yeah, yeah. But my main, like my biggest crush growing up. Was Zach Morris?
0: I was a Zach Morris guy too. Really? Yes.
1: To me, it there was something about the haircut which everybody has now, but it was the flowy, run your hands through your hair Mm -hmm. haircut. And Dimitri had it, Mm -hmm. and Zach Morris had it, Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed. I watched Saved by the Bell after school every single day from like first grade on.
0: All right, so you saw it after school. So did you watch it when it was on repeats on TBS? what time of day? I guess after school.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the, ch- I don't remember what channel I was watching it on. Because but I, I would watch like two episodes of Saved by the Bell every day.
0: Okay, yeah. So you you were seeing it already in syndication? Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I, for me, Saved by the Bell, that was their original, when I used to watch it, it was their original run on Saturday mornings. On NBC. Oh, it
1: was a Saturday morning thing.
0: Yes. So for me, that time was, uh, you know, I was very much Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. But then on Wednesday nights, was it Wednesday nights? Maybe Tuesday nights. Uh, but during the week, it was Jason Priestley and 90210. Mm. And they, it was very much a big, uh, those two shows. I remember being like very big at the same time. Yeah. And you know, Saved by the Bell was the more wholesome one. Mm -hmm. and then it was like a big deal when 90210 was edgy yes because it was a big deal when Tiffany Amber Thiessen when they graduated yeah Tiffany Amber Thiessen then ended up playing the bad girl Val on 90210 and I went I was like and I don't remember if she made out with Jason Priestley, Luke Perry or both
1: Probably, hopefully, hopefully, both. I was such a gay little farm kid. I didn't know what to do with those feelings. And so, um, we, you know, living on a farm, there were always farm cats around. Oh, and, God. um, yeah, they handed, they, we had these cats and they were like, what do you want to name them? <gasps> and my little gay ass named one Zach and one Morris. I
0: love that. And we
1: had two cats. I remember Morris, I think Zach died pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, Morris, though, was like an orange and white. Mm-hmm. Kind of calico
0: cat. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Saved by the Bell? The college years,
1: absolutely.
0: And so they're in college, and I remember yeah. specifically. I remember the
1: movies. I remember oh, Hawaii. Yeah.
0: yeah, I remember specifically in college there was a scene where, like, a where Slater and Zach are like in the gym, mm-hmm. and you know, at this point, Mark. Well, call- and
1: any time, AC Slater's in a singlet. You're right. just like, uh, as right. a kid, gay kid. You're just like, oh my god.
0: And he didn't really do it. And here's the thing. I have a muscle thing. But he kind of didn't really he do did it. He did
1: when he was in the singlet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I remember them like specifically working out in the gym. And so Mark Paul Gossler had filled out, mm-hmm. you know, a bit more. Um, years later, my Zach Morris crush would be vindic. I didn't need vindication. Like it was like it legit. So many people were on that train. But I was working at a theater off Broadway. And he did a show with uh, Justin Kirk who was, I played Mary Louise uh, Parker's brother on Weeds. Oh. And uh, Tony Award winning actress, Julie White. They did a show off Broadway together. And Zach Morris played this uh, movie star in the play. And his costume were these tight, black Levi jeans, and a very form fitting black t-shirt. And I have never enjoyed Gravity more. Ooh. 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 And just in person, so nice, so sexy. <laughs> Aww. Just like, uh, yeah. We love it when that comes follows. Yeah. Follows through. Yeah. I uh, do you remember Teen Beat? No. No, okay. So that was that was then a little bit before your time. It was on Teen Beat. Teen Beat was one of those like teeny bopper magazines that you would buy at the grocery mm. store. Tiger Beat. Yes.
1: Yes, I do. I thought you were talking about a TV show.
0: Oh, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, um, I would take the, the like, those, the wall posters that are in yeah. there, and, and that's what it would be on, on my wall, and, uh, because it was still this kind of, like, I guess I wasn't really picking up yet that, uh, the reason I was gravitating towards, like, Jason Priestley and, um... Yeah. Uh, Ryder Strong and Jonathan Taylor <clears throat> Thomas and...
1: Oh, yeah. I had and had a big Jonathan Taylor yeah,
0: Thomas. Yeah. Lorenz Tate. Um, Ooh. Uh,
1: Andrew Keegan. Yeah. I was obsessed with him. Yeah.
0: But so I would put up their pictures along with the pictures of the girls
1: <laughs> to balance it out. To balance it out.
0: And then very quickly, I was just like, mm. no, well not very quickly. I mean, it was I, w- I would have been like 11 or 12 Mm -hmm. around that time. And I mean, it was probably when I was like 15 or 16 that I was just like, Oh, I'm gay. I think (laughs) that's what that is. I've seen enough TV now to know that I think I'm gay. I think that's me. Yeah.
1: I, in like fifth and sixth grade, I got really into NSYNC. And I had their poster on the back of my door. And I was like, they're just
0: really good music. It's just really good music. So I am... Prior, so I had a thing for JC. Yeah. From the Mickey Mouse Club days. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mickey Mouse Club, JC, Tony Luca, who I believe dated Carrie Russell. (laughs) Because Carrie Russell, so the so the Mickey Mouse Club came out in the 1950s. And then uh, went through different iterations, and then uh, a new iteration came out on the Disney Channel in the '90s, mm-hmm. and it was the breeding ground for super um, talented individuals that would end up being coming like superstars. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, Carrie Russell, Brittany, Christina, Christina, Justin, Justin JC, uh, Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. was on there, um, but Carrie Russell was one of the older people. So um, her and like JC yeah. uh, and Tony Luca were kind of the, the, the older people on there. Um, Tony Luca would then go on. To, so I was a big Aaron Spelling, Primetime Soap uh-huh. kid after now 2 Tony Luca and Carrie <laughs> Russell, I believe, uh, would go on to star in a show called Malibu Shores mm. with uh, Christian Campbell, Nev Campbell's brother, who would then be in Trick. The movie Trick. Oh, yeah. The Brunette dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Charisma Carpenter, who played yes. Cordelia and Buffy. Oh, my God. I
1: started watching Angel the other day. Because uh, <laughs> it's on Hulu, I think. Yeah. I loved Angel when it was um, coming out. But then I watched it now, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so bad. It's it's so bad. so bad. Like, like, it was obviously Buffy-adjacent. But he just—they just really tried so hard to make him so broody mm-hmm. and brooding and very
0: mm-hmm. like emo and well, the very bad boy misunderstood. Yeah, by, misunderstood know, vampire. The redemption arc. I'm the sucker for a misunderstood vampire. Really? Yes. Um, I was a
1: vampire kid way before Twilight. Ah, uh,
0: The Lost Boys.
1: No, actually, it was a uh, a young adult author named Christopher Pike, and he had a ton of. Like murder mystery, fantasy books, okay, and um, I remember growing up, me and my mom when I was real young <clears throat> I don't even think my sisters had been born yet, maybe they were, but my mom was a teacher, and so we had gone to a book swap mm. at uh the Oak Park Mall in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and she got this big box of Christopher Pike books for her classroom. Well, of course, precocious me, I'm always trying to was always trying to get into things that were above me or mm-hmm. you know. And so I started reading them And then my whole family's all read them But there was one book called The Last Vampire And it was about a girl Who's the last vampire And then there was a series of it But then from there it just sprouted Like I think okay. I read Anne Rice In like the 5th grade Which is a little too early to be reading Anne Rice right? She is a very horny woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so yeah So I was like reading all the Anne Rice stuff Reading as many vampire books as I could get my hands on. And then Twilight came out. And when Twilight came out, which I think I, I think I was like a senior in high school or mm-hmm. something like that. Or maybe I was in college. I don't remember. But I was so irritated. I was so irritated. They castrated the vampire. Mm. It was like there weren't any teeth. There wasn't any blood. You know, You're there was no the sex. Yeah. Okay. Well, the book or the movie. Right. Like they're were, they were very like streamlined Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, so.
0: Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little old for, to to have caught on the Twilight.
1: Oh, I was too, but being, (laughs) I was too old for it. Yeah. But being into vampires, I was like, oh, this is like a mainstream vampire Mm -hmm. thing. I feel like we haven't seen that since Interview with a Vampire.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, oh, what's this about? And I was so disappointed.
1: Because I already had a very vivid picture of what vampires were in my mind.
0: So, having been a fan of Anne Rice, did you read Interview with the Vampire? I did, and then did you see the movie? I did, and what are I, I've? I feel like I have. See, I've seen the movie. Yes,
1: yeah, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise.
0: Yes, yeah, yes, Brad Pitt. Yes, and
1: um, Young Young Young,
0: Kirsten Dunst. Yes, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst, <clears throat> and Antonio
1: Antonio Banderas.
0: Yeah. I saw the musical Lestat, which was a... Synth. How that? Whoa, was that? Oh, so bad. Oh, my God. So bad. But it's one of the best nights I've ever had in the theater. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. After this, I'm going to play you the song, I Want More. I
1: love it when you play me bad theater.
0: That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Want More. And so the music was written by Elton John. Mm, mm. And I think the lyrics are Bernie Taupin. Um, They wrote this song for Claudia, the little girl, called I Want More. And it's essentially about her singing about how she's trapped in this girl's body. And she's really, she has this bloodlust. And they're trying to, uh, Lestat and um, what's the other? Uh, Louis. Louis. They're trying to get her to behave. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. because she was turned into a vampire as a child, Mm -hmm. she's stuck. Still having these, you know, in that kind of tumultuous time, yeah. Um, that she is when she's like ten or thirteen or whatever it is, uh, and it's such a. It's one of those songs. I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm seeing this on Broadway. Yeah, but I'm loving it.
1: I mean, it sounds like High Camp.
0: It was. It, that's exactly what the show was. <laughs> it was High Camp.
1: Um, I love Anne Rice. The I read. Uh interviewed the Vampire, Vampire Lestat. But my favorite book she had was The Body Thief. And I won't go into the details, but it was like it all exists in the same universe, but mm-hmm. it was all fantasy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you ever have a Tom
0: Cruise thing?
1: No. 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 I, I was, once it got past Disney and Saved by the Bell, most of my other choices were creepy. Okay. Like I liked. I loved Tim Burton and I liked horror movies and like campy shit. Mm -hmm. I really had a thing for young Johnny Depp in Cry Baby. Okay. I was low-key obsessed with that movie. Mm -hmm. It was something about him. I think I've said this before. Something about him in his underwear crawling through the sewer. Mm -hmm. I was like, young Johnny Depp, absolutely. Um, But I mean, I was really into like Edward Scissorhands and Cry Baby and like a lot of weird shit. Mm -hmm. And scary movies too. Mm -hmm. I I saw, I think I've said this before I saw Alien at way too young of an age
0: Yeah Yeah. That's why
1: I don't like people touching my chest In case a chest burster bursts out
0: Oh, okay Yeah, Uh, Not necessarily Alien But still sci-fi Comedy Probably also Kind of helps my dad Like helps kind of Helps me understand my daddy phase Okay, where are we going? Bill Pullman in Spaceballs
1: Oh, Bill Pullman Bill Pullman.
0: Yeah. Also, Bill Pullman as the dad in Casper.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then Casper as like a person. Oh, yeah. Was very cute. But yes, little, as the dad, it was like.
0: Cute little yes. Devin Sawa, who now Devin is. Devin Sawa.
1: <sighs> is he still Foxy? Oh.
0: Oh, he's all tatted up now. Oh. And um, he just appeared in an episode of season two of Hacks. Oh. As the young, this young guy. So in season two, Jean Smart takes her act on, on, on the road. Mm-hmm. And she's feeling down on herself. And she goes to a bar. There's a bar yeah, yeah. In, in some red state somewhere. Yeah. And this hot 40-year-old, 40-some-year-old. And she's just like, you're, you're so young. And he's like, yeah, I'm in my 40s. But she like, yeah. started up. And I look at him and I go, like, is that Devin Sawa? He is fine as fuck now. I mean, he's always attractive, yeah. But now it's just like that ruggedness that, like, that is that is yes.
1: I, because I was watching all the creepy shit. I also really had a thing for Wesley Snipes.
0: <laughs> Wesley Snipes could absolutely because get it. It's
1: from Blade. Yeah, like he. I, I
0: like my men shiny, and he was a shiny vampire. <laughs> Uh, Wesley Snipes in White Man Can't Jump
1: Oh yeah Oh Woody Harrelson
0: Woody Har- White Man Can't Jump uh, Woody Harrelson in Cheers I was just like
1: uh, That didn't do it for me When White Man Can't Jump I was yeah. into. Him.
0: Look Wesley Snipes in Two Wong Fu Yeah Those biceps were banging Yeah Yeah yeah. Wesley Snipes could Wesley Snipes Um <laughs> Going back to like the animation route Uh huh Um
1: do you ever see Treasure Planet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, or Atlantis?
0: Uh, I yes, I saw Atlantis. Uh, are you talking about the, the the little nerdy boy?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you into the general?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I have to rewatch. I've only watched Atl- I've only seen Atlantis once.
1: Oh, oh, I own we're it. We're watching that again. Yeah. It is fabulous yeah. and it's worth
0: a revisit. Treasure I really liked Treasure Planet. Yeah. Um no so how I came onto like Marvel comics and everything mm-hmm. like that. I was introduced to that through the X-Men animated series. Oh, okay. From yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Um so that's why that's how we got into reading the X-Men comic books. Yeah. And that 90s run, the Chris Claremont mm-hmm. run. Where all the X Men were, dra- I mean, I mean, this is not new that you know these characters are drawn in a very like hypersexualized way, you know, big boobs, big biceps, you know, skin tight outfits. But yeah. in the nineties, this Chris Claremont run of the X Men, you cannot tell me that Cyclops wasn't fucking hot. Yeah. I mean, you know. With the sunglasses, with the with the ruby cord glasses on, yeah. And there, I, I there is um, there are several like panels that stick vividly in my head of him kind of working on the blackbird, and he's mm-hmm. in like these tight jeans and a white. We love a sweaty man. Yeah, the we white. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna say white tank top because you can't say what they used to be called. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, it's all you can tell. He's all greasy, and he's like. With a something working on the and it's just mm-hmm. ev- like everything's bulgy, like the biceps, the veins, and everything. And
1: <clears throat> I either, forgot about that. I was a big action figures kid. Okay, so I had a lot of the X Men. That also had to do with it too. I think I think that made me gay a little
0: bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I was really into action figures.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, My Little Pony.
1: <laughs> I mean, I did. I was more of a rainbow bright kid. Okay, <laughs> like everybody in my grade was like. Very much Power Rangers people. Uh huh. And I was like, mm, I'm
0: good okay with Rainbow Bright. We'll mm. chill over here. Mm-hmm. What about um, what about like musicians? Mm.
1: Like I said, I really had a thing for In Sync. Um, trying to think. That's really kind of it. I never really had a thing for musicians. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think I just loved, I just like music a lot.
0: Uh, New Kids on the Block for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's because my young, uh, my two youngest aunts, my mom's youngest sisters, Mm -hmm. really loved New Kids on the Block. And so her youngest sister is only seven years older than I am. So when I was like seven, she was like 14. So however that kind of um, worked out in time. So maybe when I was like eight or nine, that's when like, yeah. New kids were really, really big. But I, I would remember that as the kind of like thing where it's just like, <gasps> I like these guys. I like these guys for like, I like them mm-hmm. for something. And Jordan, Jordan Knight was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and uh, you know, that Grammy performance of Ricky Martin Singing the cup of oh, life, Ricky Martin. That that I is seared had into my such memory.
1: Such a thing for Ricky Martin. Yeah, that Grammy performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a thing. It was somewhere between the open shirt and the leather pants. Mm-hmm. I was in hook, line, and sinker.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember watching it, and so. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell was the host. So that And Living
1: La Vida Loca" was just a moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a whole moment. She Bangs was a moment. She Bangs was a moment. I remember that Grammy performance. Rosie was hosting and he finished, got off stage and the camera goes, t- pans to her and she's just kind of like fanning herself. And she goes, "Woo! someone I didn't know about until tonight. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. And then now, QS in 2022 going, that lesbian and that homosexual. Right. The gays. The they gays. They were always there. They're, we've always been there. Always been there. <laughs> always been there. Yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Ricky Mar- No, Ricky Martin as a musician. For real, for real. Yeah, I was really into Ricky Martin. It's so... F- I also have a thing for John Legend.
0: mm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: One, he's stunning. He's beautiful. Yeah. Two, can sing the house down. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then when... Uh, <laughs> did you ever see when uh, Chrissy Teigen dropped that photo of him?
0: Yes. Which one?
1: It was like a photo... He was naked. Oh, yes. And it was like a photo of him from behind, but she kind of had him covered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ugh. John Legend.
0: Yeah. So it's so... I think about this nowadays. Like, young queer people, like, coming up and, and coming into their own kind of, like, sexual awakening and kind of their their realization. Mm-hmm. They actually have so many more out queer people to be able to be like, oh, I have a crush on them. Yeah. Than we did. They do. You know, like, yay that we had Ricky Martin, but Ricky Martin wasn't out. Yeah. And you know, and now they have like, you know, Tomas. Yeah. You know, they can they can watch a movie like Fire Island. They can watch the new queer folk.
1: Or like what's what's the the Netflix, the little the little high school rom com. Heart-stopper? Heartstopper. Heartstopper. Heartbreaker. Heartstopper. Heartstopper. Something like that. Yes. Heartbreaker. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um Yeah, it is cool. But again, I always worry about, you know. The exposure level of kids nowadays. There's sure. just too much.
0: There's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Eh, you know. Um. Kevin Costner. Bodyguard?
1: <gasps> Bodyguard. Uh, I saw him. Wait, no. I Kevin I, I'm 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 messing this up. I'm messing this up. I didn't mean to say Kevin Costner. Oh, okay. Because Kevin Costner I'm Dennis Quaid. <laughs> because, Daddy, I, because I watch The Parent Trap. Well, The Parent Trap, yes. But recently, I watched uh, Postcards from the
0: Edge. Oh, I was—I thought you were going to say The Big Easy because I think that was his oh, big, like I've seen the biggest. Uh, yeah,
1: Postcards from the Edge. Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. He plays this other guy who's like—I think—in movie, he's an actor, I think. But he, it's like young Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm He's like 90s thin. He's shirtless in jeans, most mm-hmm. of the movie. And wow, he was
0: just really foxy.. Yeah. The sex scene that really, like, Leo,
1: no. Leo did it for me. No. Titanic. OK.
0: I, I can see it. Leo's never done it for me.
1: It was I went straight from Zach Morris to Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Again, I was in like fourth grade.
0: Right. Right. Um, Chris O'Donnell for me. Batman and Robin? Yes, but also, I watched this, and this is what I was going to say, this is <clears> the first sex scene where I literally had to kind of get up from the living room and, like, go to the bathroom and just be like, What's I, happening? I, I, I think I'm going <laughs> to have to just touch myself. <laughs> um, he did this movie with Drew Barrymore called Mad Love, and they have this just, like, amazing, like, sex scene in it. And I was just like, I. Come on, Drew Barrymore with a good sex scene. Look, Chris O'Donnell was the moment in like 1995, six, seven, eight. Seven sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it was definitely like Batman and Robin was like when that kind of. That was the gayest shit. The
1: gayest. The gayest. From the cod pieces to the little nipples on the uniform, it was a gay. To Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. High drag,
0: high drag, high drag, and she was having fun. You can tell. Oh yeah, you can absolutely tell. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's so fun wrecking, like going back to that time.
1: Favorite Batman,
0: Michael Key of of the nineties, or
1: of any of them. You can Uh, go up to Christian. Well, I guess Ben Affleck's a Batman now. I, I mean, we'll do any of them. I'm saying any of them. Well, I think for Any me, of the live action Batmans.
0: I think for me, um, Michael Keaton, because Michael Keaton was a dish then too. Yeah. But uh, but Val Kilmer was Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was sexy. He was so sexy as Batman. He, I mean, he yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I really so I mean also Batman Returns is my favorite Batman movie.
1: Did you ever watch uh, Lois and Clark? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Problematic as fuck. Problematic we don't as like fuck. Dean Cain we, anymore. But at the moment, when I was a kid and my mom would be watching Lois and Clark, I'd uh-huh. be like, "Yes, well, yes." One of yes. the
0: and you know the Broken Hearts Club was a, a queer cultural touchstone in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, and I mean that movie was a yeah. A, he was a, a, dish. a movie full too of bad he's crushes. A dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Mel like the Melrose Place guys were all, like Grant Show was. Was um attractive. Andrew Shue was attractive. Um, a uh, Doug Savant who played the gay character, um, Matt Fielding on Mao's Place. It was like, I mean, that's really. kind you, of... that that? Did turned. you
1: ever watch Living Single? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Oh shoot, I can't remember it. I wanted to say it started with a K. It's not Kevin. The guy with the dreads and the deep voice. Shoot. Yeah. What is his name? Uh, wait,
0: like, hold on. I can do that.
1: I it was Obi.
0: Way. And what was his name? Uh, uh, Kyle? Kyle. Kyle. His voice.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just had the deepest voice.
0: All right. So I'm going to, okay, because you brought up Living Single. Mm-hmm. So let's go the sitcom route. Did cool. you ever watch uh, TGIF? Mm, hmm Yeah? hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, um, to tie into Aladdin, Yeah. I thought that um, DJ's boyfriend on Full House. I don't
1: remember DJ's
0: boyfriend. Uh, who was the voice of Aladdin. Oh, really? Yes. It was uh, Scott. Is it Scott Weenie? Was Full House a Disney show? It wasn't, was it? No. It was like a Time Warner show or something. I think, yes. But it was also just because it was, um, because it was on ABC, so I don't know if it's still good. Yeah. Uh, But also also their biggest episode were, um, were the Disney World episodes. Oh, yeah. That was at the height of Full House. And um, it wasn't the kid that
1: was in like DJ's boyfriend, Steve. It but, wasn't like Angels in the Outfield and Kid in King Arthur's Court, was it? Because uh, I had a huge crush on that
0: kid. So, uh, wh- Andrew, wait, Andrew Keegan.
1: That wasn't Andrew Keegan.
0: Joseph Gordon Levitt? No. In Angels in the Outfield? Look up Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, that's Joseph Gordon Levitt. Angels. Is it Joseph
1: Gordon Levitt? Yes.
0: Who was in Kid in King Arthur's Court? I, kid in King Arthur's Court. Court is oh no. Kidding King Arthur's court is uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas, who was an American Pie. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Him. Also because he kind of looked like Aladdin.
0: Yes. The dark hair so dark Scott, guy, Scott, isn't. is it Wiener Weiner who played Steve on Full House? Mm-hmm. Um, thought like he was hot. Mm-hmm. Uh Eddie Winslow.
1: Yes.
0: Eddie <laughs> Winslow. You could. Uh, I forgot about Eddie Winslow from, that smile from family ah uh, from family matters like and he all like always getting into uh, trouble, and instantly. I was just like Eddie Winslow could uh, like Darius McCreary um could yeah. just always get it, yeah, and cousin Cody on he step went by on step
1: to be in some like school sitcom where he played a teacher called like Malcolm Malcolm Malcolm, something like that, I don't
0: remember. Yeah, I think so. Um Yeah, the sitcoms. The TGIFs. I, I was also I was also a big um I liked watching Wings on USA. Oh yeah. So Tom um uh, sorry, Tom Daly, Tim uh Tim Daly. Yeah. Tim yeah. Daly. I mean, you know. Okay, so Steve Weber everyone likes Stephen Weber uh, Tim Daly. You
1: and your siblings are super like close in age, right? Yes. So was there ever like babysitting happening amongst y'all?
0: Um I mean, by the time I got to be like 12, I would be left in charge. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But also like my sister is, my older sister is about uh, nine years older than I am.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm so sure she babysat y'all at times.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because that was my thing. Like when weekends would roll around, my parents would go out and I'd babysit my siblings And they would always leave, you know, Mm -hmm. leave money for pizza or whatever. Yep. And I would get a large pineapple cheese pizza for myself. Okay. And I eat half of it for dinner and half of it for (laughs) breakfast. And then, like, a a large cheese pizza for my sisters. But, yeah, that was how my TGIF was. Ah. Is we'd get home, I'd order pizza, and then my parents would, like, go out and I'd watch the kids and whatever.
0: Mm. Yeah, so my parents... My parents were always around because they um, worked alternating shifts at General Motors. Oh, yeah. So my dad would always be with us in the evenings.
1: Yeah. My dad didn't start doing the night shift until, like, high school, I think. Mm. No, that's not true. He, He did night shift when I was in middle school. And then it was like, wow, kind of that, like, middle school to high school. Those few years in there, he was on day shift. And that's when they would like go out for dinners and stuff like
0: mm-hmm. that. Interesting.
1: It is funny that we both had that experience. Because I remember in middle school when my dad, it was like right when I moved in with my family, mm-hmm. and, or intermediate school, and my dad would be on night shift. And so, he, because I wouldn't see him then. Because mm-hmm. he would like take my sisters to school and, you know, my mom would see him in the mornings, but I would never see him. And so he would like take me to go get lunch during the day before he went to work. And then go to work at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yeah. 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 It's funny because my brother works, right now, he works that kind of 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift.
1: Listen, that's the, sh- that's the good shift. Yeah. That's a good shift. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, it's an early fucking morning, but then uh, you have the rest of your day.
0: Yeah, so. Now what
1: sucks is third shift uh, that I did for that summer. That yeah. sucks. I went in at, like, 10 and got off at, like,
0: 5 or 6 mm-hmm. got off at 6. Yep. That sucked. So before we How did
1: we get onto General Motors? I
0: don't know. <laughs> it always comes back to General Motors.
1: General Motors, you need some queer representation. You need some queer. Sponsor
0: members. our podcast. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> my gosh.
0: Um the 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 Lawrence brothers.
1: Oh, the Lawrence brothers. Yes. Well, Joey. I mean,
0: Joey. Joey. I was a big Matthew Lawrence fan, but also because I watched Boy Meets World. Were you a Boy Meets World person? I watched Boy Meets World, and, you know, I was sort of into Ryder Strong, but I was really into Eric. Ryder
1: Strong... Ryder Strong was was the friend, friend, Yeah. But
0: I was really into Eric.
1: Yes, very much into Eric.
0: And then Matthew Lawrence started, and they were, like, friends and roommates or something. Yeah. And in my head, I would be like, you guys make out when the camera's not rolling, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) What was the show they were in on USA that was like a college-age thing and they had a dorm room with people? There was like a show, or what, am I thinking of like, am I thinking of say by the Bell college years?
0: No, there was. I think there was a, was it called USA High?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, USA High. Please yes. pull that
0: up. That is a deep memory we just unlocked. That was a deep memory.
1: <laughs> Hold on. USA High. I was very into that. Was one of the Lawrence brothers in it?
0: Uh no, Josh no. Holland was on that. Um, no,
1: I don't know. I was very much into USA High.
0: Yes, yes, I do remember this show. <laughs> yeah, they were just phenomenal. that was a deep cut. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Look at us! <laughs> Look at us! Um, oh my gosh. Um, I, I, R.I.P. Jonathan Brandis from Sequest. Never you didn't watch Sequest. Mm-hmm. Uh Jonathan Brandis was in the, n- the never ending story.
1: Yeah.
0: I know a lot of people have a thing for a tray you from the never ending Absolutely
1: story. Absolutely, I have a thing for a tray you. You do? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely.
0: Uh that's wrong. I'm wrong. That's what's so Jonathan wild. Brandis was in the never ending story, too.
1: That's what's so wild about queerness at a young age. Is because all those crushes are not sexual, no, like I, I didn't know what sexual energy was until I was like in my prepuescent years or whatever, mm-hmm. but I was still drawn to these pretty boy characters, yeah, and I was like really into them yeah. and, and then I mean, obviously, I didn't know it then.
0: I was just like, oh, this is my favorite character, well, so when you when you are queer and you do have an inkling of something and you don't find yourself in real life being drawn to people um i think those characters really become like a a, like something for you also because let's be honest a lot of the creatives behind so many of these things yes we're homosexual absolutely we're gay we're queer themselves and they're writing their own own experiences through Mm -hmm. a quote-unquote heterosexual lens. Mm -hmm. But still, I, I, I do believe that a lot of these things are kind of coded in there for us to kind of pick up on.
1: Does Jake Gyllenhaal do it for you?
0: No. Me neither. But I can see that he's attractive.
1: I mean, yeah, I get that people are into it. I just, uh, it's never been a thing for me. It has, no. Like, Brokeback Mountain came out, and I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal, whatever. Heath Ledger, very beautiful. But that, for me, I I'm, i was more into 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger.
0: Mm. Heath Ledger never did it for me, know. Yeah. Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in 10 Things I Hate About You, like, he did it for yes. me. Yes, Um
1: I have a friend, John, shout out to John, who looks like a blonde Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He gets it all the time.
0: Joseph Gordon-Levitt was, I rode in an elevator freshman year of college in my dorm building with Joseph Gordon-Levitt because he was visiting someone who lived in the building. Oh my gosh, that's funny. And I was just like, oh my God, we're the same age. Are you gay too? And I I didn't tell him. I didn't ask him that, but.
1: Um, yeah, i i i'm inter- I'd be interested to hear what his like coming up story is like. Like, I'd be interested interested to read his autobiography, like being on Third Rock from the Sun. Like, oh my god, like he was a kid, but if you weren't on a kid's show, right? You know,
0: that was some on the job training.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big fan of just go ahead and love him,
0: Yeah, there's just so. It's, it's, I'm so glad that we decided just to. You know, do this because basically, I mean, this is just—we're just basically name-dropping characters. We're entire. talking about
1: voice. We're just talking about <laughs> voice.
0: But when we were like, "Oh, that'll be fun," just to kind of, you know, delve—you know—just think back, yeah, to what kind of like pick, like this is absolutely what, what made my something. eyes sparkle, you know, yeah. on the screen or something. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of people watch Hocus Pocus every. Yeah. But you know oh, that a, boy I was in, yeah, in addition impression. to the the camp that that is mm-hmm. Bette Midler, Catherine and Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, like Omri Katz, you know, the bo- uh, the the boy on that max. Um and he did a show on the Disney channel called uh, Erie Indiana, Erie Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. That I that I used to watch too.
1: Yeah. I remember that. I didn't watch
0: it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, you know, let's just like the
1: crossover
0: and yeah all that fun stuff. And oh uh, uh, they were so uh, such a simpler time. Well, such a simpler time for us people were <laughs> yeah. the Yeah. LGBTQ people that were our age then were not having a great simple time.
1: time. Yeah. No, it was a little bit more complicated.
0: Yeah. But
1: no. Who are you crushing on right now? I mean Oh Yeah, I mean, I think I know a few of them Yeah you, Henry Cavill
0: uh, Henry Cavill is just, you know Just lay He on is me. the
1: only reason I want to watch the new Mission Impossible Like I said, I've never been a Tim, Tom Cruise fan mm-hmm. But all I've seen are some clips of Henry Cavill and so, Fighting in business
0: casual So let's watch it Because that movie came out several years ago The new Mission Impossible? Is he, wait, is he in the new, new one? He's in the new, new one. He's a villain. Oh, I know that he's been a villain in a previous Mission Impossible. Oh,
1: is that an old one? Yeah. I haven't seen a Mission Impossible since like the third one.
0: I saw the first, I've only seen the first one and I didn't finish it because the movie theater messed up the film and it stopped and they couldn't get back up. And I was like, my dad was like, no, we're leaving. And I was like, I don't know. I never felt the need. Tom Cruise has never done it for me, so...
1: I... The last one I saw was the third one with the Chimera virus. And the 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 femme, femme fatale was... um uh, What's her name from Westworld? Theody? Is it Theody? Uh,
0: or... Thandie Newton. Thandie Newton. Thandie yeah.
1: Newton. She was the femme fatale, and she was fabulous. Oh. And every time I watched it, I just watched it for her. I still remember. I think the first time, like, she comes on screen, they're in... um that Ferris wheel in London, the Eye of Mm -hmm, London. mm -hmm. And it's like a sunset scene. And like, I still remember that scene
0: because she was just so foxy. Uh, uh, James Marsden. Yes. He was on this TV show called Second Noah.
1: Really? Uh What's Second Noah? Uh,
0: Second Noah was, um, I think his dad owned, like his his character's dad owned like a a, a zoo. And so Second Noah. Yeah. Okay. Um, But also James Marsden was the eldest daughter on the nanny's first boyfriend on the show.
1: I love that. Here's the thing about James Marsden. The bone structure.
0: Uh, and James Marsden could still get it. Also, let's go back to my Cyclops fascination. Oh, yeah. James Marsden was Cyclops. Yeah, you're right. There were you too right. Many, there were, those were two things that gelled together in my life that I was like, this works for me. You know what else worked for me? Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good old Hugh
0: Jackman. Hugh Jackman.
1: You know what? You know what got me into Hugh Jackman?
0: Kate and Leopold. Okay, okay, okay. I loved Kate and Leopold. There was Kate a time Leopold. where I was collecting um, previously viewed DVDs from the blockbuster. You mean uh, the
1: time when all queer kids were collecting movies mm-hmm. from? Movie trading company Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what Blockbuster was selling. Yes.
0: And so I went through my Hugh Jackman phase. So, yes, Kate and Leopold. Um, But also, there is a scene in that movie that features Tony Award winning, Academy Award winning actress Viola Davis, who comes in. It's a small role, small role. She plays a cop. And Hugh Jackman as Leopold is walking a dog who poops on the street and he is leaving and Viola Davis, Academy Award winning actress Viola Davis, comes in and says, sir, I'm going to need you to pick up the poop. And Hugh Jackman as Leopold in character is like, are you meaning to tell me that I have to go down there and scoop? Don't be ridiculous. And she just goes, sir, I need you to pick up the poop. What? Academy Award-winning actress, Viola Davis. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, look, that's a crush, too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Do you know what my favorite uh, James Marsden role is? Mm. Have you ever seen Death at a Funeral? Yes. Because there's multiple versions. Yes. There's the British version, and then there's, like, the Black American version.
0: Yes, and he's that. Because he's naked on the roof.
1: Well, he's naked on the roof, but his character is so endearing. Yeah. Like, it's like, he's showing up, he's trying to impress the family, and then mm-hmm. he ends up getting drugged, and then he's naked on the roof, which is great, but then he's just so innocent. Sweet. Yeah. And that was, and Zoe Dizaldana was mm-hmm. his, was his mm-hmm. um, girlfriend or
0: whatever. I love him in Hairspray. As Corny Collins. Oh, yeah? When they're doing the, the, the first number that they, when, in the movie, that they go, uh, I guess the happiest kids in town. Yeah. He does this little... Dance with the hips. He does. That's and I'm like, oh, and in the suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But you were saying like current stuff, current crushes. Well, hold on, I got to dip back real quick because I forgot one. Yeah. LL
1: Cool J. I had (laughs) such a thing for LL Cool J. Yeah. He still just can smile, and he's got the dimples, and it was like, it was one his little music videos he'd do with. um, Uh huh. He did one with uh, J Lo. Yeah. That I mean, I was into him before that, but, and then um, there's a really good movie. Have you ever seen a movie called Kingdom Come?
0: I I feel like I know what you're talking about. I just don't think I have seen it. It's
1: him, Vivica Fox, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, um, Loretta Devine. it's so good. It's a. It's kind of a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But he is, he just plays like the sweetest husband and his little dimples. I just, he's, I, I, I love Cool J.
0: So you, you said Loretta Devine, mm-hmm. which then made me, this is how I'm getting to where I'm getting. Okay, right. I'm listening. Loretta Devine, Waiting to Exhale. Yes. Which I believe that's where Lorenz Tate is in, Waiting to Exhale, I think. But Waiting to Exhale is also Angela Bassett Yes. Which is How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Yes. Which is Tay Diggs. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Tay Diggs. Uh, Tay Diggs was super fine. Uh, I was really into. Um,
0: who was Baby Boy? In How Stella Got Her Groove Back?
1: No, in the movie Baby Boy. It's this guy who's in Fast and Furious now um beautiful man beautiful man oh you're uh, Tyrese Tyrese oh Tyrese and then when he had that song have you ever heard the song Zodiac no oh my god it's so good i'm going to play it for you sometime you can play me some bad drag and i'll play okay. you some good early 2000s R&B <laughs> okay.
0: or bad bad theater i'll tell you who who my my first uh stage crush was okay so um the first, or I think it was the second national tour of a Broadway show that I ever saw was Chicago. Okay. And we were living in Marshall at the time. And uh, this was right after I'd been to New York for the first time, you know, seen the Tonys of the, of the, 19, of the year 1997. So Chicago won Best Revival. I was like, I really wanted to come see this uh, show. So we came here to Dallas to see it at the music hall. And I waited outside the stage door. You know, to to get actors yeah, to sign absolutely. my playbill, and there was an actor, and his name is uh, Brent Barrett, and so he was a this this great like baritone of the late '80s, oh, early '90s. Uh, Chicago, Chicago was with the tour that I saw, and he was playing Billy Flynn, mm-hmm. and just this great voice, just very matinee idol looks, uh, and he comes out and he's wearing like a red polo and he's got like the, the perfect hair just mm-hmm. everything he's like tall maybe like 63 uh but the the they weren't like the biceps weren't like massive but they were just enough they were like just they fit the polo so well and i just was like he left my,
1: quite an impression he did leave <laughs> so,
0: enough that um you know i've seen him do stuff in in new york now and yeah. um and and so the name always stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. So whenever, so as I would uh, continue buying uh, cast recording CDs, um, and I see, Oh, Oh, Brent Barrett is, he's in grand hotel. And, uh, and then I would see the clip of him performing in grand hotel, um, at musical Mondays at splash. Um, so Brent Barrett was always a kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my ex, my ex kind of had a Brent Barrett vibe, um, too. Um, and then you you get into this. I mean, Tay Diggs, as you know, on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, Raul, a very young Raul Esparza,
1: yeah, was you know. Um, another one I had a huge crush on was I don't know his name, but he was in True Blood. He was Jesus. Uh, yeah. And then in it was his name. Okay, so his name was Jesus in True Blood. He was the Latino Brujo. Right, um, and then he would... He was in Sons of Anarchy, and he was part of the Mayan bike club.
0: But was he also, if it's the same guy, was he the uh, Justin's dad in Ugly Betty?
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh,
0: this is why this little Google... My, my ex's dad used to call my phone... Um, uh, uh, my little Google machine. Can you pull it up on your little Google machine? Yes. Uh, You're talking about Kevin Alejandro. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've seen him in person.
1: It's the first time I ever got starstruck. I was in Austin. Have we ever, have you gone
0: out in Austin ever? Once. Okay. With my friend Summer. We need to do,
1: we need to do an Austin. Let's do an Austin weekend. That'd be fun. Um, There's just really fun. So a lot of the gay bars are on Fourth Street. Mm -hmm. And there's a coffee shop on that corner called Halcyon and they do coffee cocktails and whatever. And so a lot of times you'll go have yourself a little coffee cocktail and mm-hmm. like these little Long Island coffees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in there one time and uh, what was his name? Alejandro? Kevin Alejandro. Kevin Alejandro was in there and I recognized him. And I was with a friend who was also in television, but it was the first time I was ever starstruck. Like I was like, that's that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm such a fan. I'm a fan of like multiple things he's done. I just, he's, he's like, well, you should go up and say hi. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. What do I say? He goes, you just walk up and say, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. I just mm-hmm. wanted to let you know. And he's like, I was like, oh, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then, like, I was probably, like, caught up for, like, 20 minutes about this. And then he leaves. Okay. And as soon as he left that door, I was like, you fool. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. fool. So now, I still don't do well with famous people. Um, but now, at least, I do go up and say, hey. Yeah. I'm a big fan of what you do. Yep, and then I walk away, super awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was like one. the last time I did it, I did it to somebody. I didn't even wait for them to respond. I walked up, said it, and walked away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things that I learned working in the business uh, in New York. It's just like having to get that starstruckness. Like, like I, like it had to, yeah. very quickly. Like I had to get over it very quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, you were exposed to it more.
0: More. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, um, yeah. Well, that's you know, and and nowadays, nowadays I'm completely crushing on like Conrad Ricamora.
1: Oh yes, Conrad
0: Ricamora is my my jam right now. Yeah, um, Tomas is mine right now. Yeah, I'm really yeah. into Tomas. I mean, I mean, I have a lot, but like, <laughs> like right now, it's Conrad. You're Rick also Mora.
1: really into what's his name, Sim, the guy from um, Shang Chi.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Simu Liu. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're brilliant. Yeah, I'm am, I am very much <laughs> into him right now. Um, and Richard Madden. Yeah, but but right now, I mean, honestly, if I could just have a threesome with Conrad Ricamora and Simu Liu, I would be uh It'd be good. <laughs> and my boyfriend fine. And my boyfriend would be like, Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. What about you?
1: Uh Tomas. Listen, I yeah, Tomas. I yeah, Tomas. That's where that's where that's, that's my where crush you're... is right now.
0: Yeah. Uh well we should wrap this up. Well, this was this was kind of fun. Yeah, girl. It was kind of I fun. I like having drinks and talking about boys. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, um, so I have a queer cultural trick. Stone, um, okay. which is another character that we haven't that I I'm I was very conscious to not bring up. But um, it made an impact for me watching it on television. And um, do you remember Dawson's Creek? Yes,
1: I have the same birthday as James Vanderbeek. Beek.
0: Do you? I do. Also, James Vanderbeek, who's gotten more attractive yes. as he's gotten older. Yes. But um, so Dawson's Creek, there was a character called Jack McPhee. Yes. Played by Smith, Yes. And, you know, Jack going through that kind of coming out process on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason that kind of always um, resonated with me. I think, you know, there was a lot of gay characters growing up for me that, like in that late part of the 90s, early 2000s that were going through their coming out moments, you know. But for the one, the one that really struck me was uh, Jack McPhee on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And then at the finale ends up with Pacey's hot brother. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. That. Yeah. We love that. That's my queer culture. Like, cause that's the character that for me, like, you know, yeah. the Will Trumans of it all, like, love Will Truman, but like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jack McPhee was the one that really kind of like, bro- like, would break my heart. Yeah. Um,
1: queer cultural touchdown for me right now. Let's see. I would have to say, I'm trying to think of in the lane of boys, and mm-hmm. um, I'll just go for like, uh, I'm going to say that uh, uh, a, uh, a mm-hmm. man in a pirate shirt is a queer cultural touchstone for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because uh, in hocus pocus, yep. when Max the cat becomes mm-hmm. a human. He's an attractive man in a... Mm-hmm. How about just like a transformation into a, a pirate shirt? Because he transforms into a boy with a pirate shirt on. and He's yep. very cute. And then in Casper, yep. he also puts on a
0: pirate shirt and becomes yep. very attractive.
1: Um, so yeah, my queer cultural touchstone is a shiny man in a... And,
0: and Jim know. Hawkins in Treasure Planet is in a pirate shirt. In <laughs> Treasure Planet! See?
1: Okay. So yeah, my queer cultural touchstone, pirate shirt.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Well, yeah. Yay. Talking about boys. Talking about boys. Well, thank y'all for <laughs> listening to us. Just kind of, you know. I hope we were able to take you <laughs> on a little jaunt
1: <laughs> through memory lane.
0: Um, y'all go right and in. We
1: rekindled some feelings. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man. But I was more into Peter Parker, not Tobey Maguire, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah nerdy little. Yeah. 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 Well, y'all go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Queer context. That's Q-U-E-E-R-C-O-N-T-X-T. You're so good at spelling. I know. It's not like it's right in front of me. Oh. <laughs> on the screen here. <laughs> You're smart. All right, y'all. Go watch some TV or a movie. Yeah, with a handsome, handsome leading man. A handsome leading man. All right. <laughs> Peace Bye, out. Bye, all